Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And this week on the final three-team parlay, we are talking the Washington football team, wink, wink the L.A. Chargers, and the Tampa Bay, a.k.a. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm not going to be doing it with Jerry. Jerry's had a hard time making these additional pods because he is essential. He is working. And But I tell you who was working on the other side of the globe. He was working on helping me out. His name is Greg. Uh, you know him as G of the Aussie guys. He's going to jump in here with me. And I will warn you, I did record the body of this podcast about a day and a half ago, and the audio quality, although I tried to clean it up as best I could, we were using a phone connection via the WhatsApp because G, Greg, G, whatever, he was working, and he recorded this podcast from his car, so he was nice enough to jump on. He wanted to. I love talking to the guy. He and I talk regularly, one of the uh, the better guys out there, so there is a little inaudibles in there. I couldn't clean up. Uh but I hope you enjoy the show. And speaking of the shows, man, uh, the, today is July 31st, if you're listening to this on launch day. And starting Saturday, it's the month of August. So we're going to have the first edition of the Devi Show with Kane Fassell, Josh Dissinger, Shane Hallam, and of course, Jerry. I don't know what Monday of the month it's going to appear, but it will be out there very soon. Can't wait to hear what these guys have in store for us, and then the gambling show. So I've got good news and I've got bad news on the gambling show. Good news is, is we're full speed ahead. It's me, it's Dr. Kyle, and uh, still working on locking down that mystery fourth host, but we lost Sal. We lost Sal Lito. He, he, he big-leagued us in a good way, and I'm very happy for Sal. As many of you know, Sal and I are friends, even if we were to both stop doing the, the fantasy and dynasty football thing tomorrow, he would still be my friend. He's a great dude. 
but he had an amazing opportunity from the team over at Rotoviz to do some daily stuff like that. You know, for him, it would have been a time crunch. It would have been, in his heart, a conflict of interest. But the show will go on. That will start probably next Friday. Uh, but I, I may have to delay it one more week until the 13th. And if not, in the interim, it'll be me and Dr. Kyle. If you're not following Kyle, man, follow him on Twitter at Dr. Underscore DWZ Kyle. And he posted his first season prop bet of the year. Now, mine is my one that I've given away that you can get here is Baker Mayfield under 3,900 passing yards. His was Josh Jacobs to lead the league in rushing at 19 to 1. I really liked that bet. So, going to be a lot of stuff like that where we're going to be talking season bets, prop bets, DFS just all kinds of stuff and you'll be able to use that for your weekly roster setting but it will allow this show the dynasty war zone to be all about dynasty just roster construction trades the the nuts and bolts of dynasty and all the other stuff that we've put into the show over the years will be pushed out into other shows the the rookie and college stuff will be on the debbie show the the non-dynasty stuff the, the dfs the gambling all of that stuff will be its own separate show but if you subscribe You'll not miss any of it, and you can delete the ones. I, I do this myself. There are plenty of networks that I subscribe to, and one of them is uh, the Colin Cowherd Show because I like the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff, but I don't listen to the All Ball podcast with Doug Gottlieb and the one with Baseball with Rob Parker. I simply swipe and delete them because I don't, it don't interest me. So go ahead and subscribe to the network. You will not miss a show, and if you're not into Debbie, whoop, Swipe that dude away. Uh, YouTube, uh, thanks to my wife, my lovely bride, Lauren. Uh, we had some internet issues on Tuesday night recording for the Wednesday show. Uh, but the internet now is fast, so that's good. We got that going for us. So the YouTube streams will be popping live. Uh, may do one for the Vegas show as well. Uh, the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor, new show this week. Make sure you tune in and look for that on the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast network feed and if you're looking for me uncensored if you want to hear me f-bombs just cut old school pro wrestling-esque promos on quarterbacks you gotta go to saturday it should download saturday according to the host bob at bob three toed uh, that's right bob the number three t-o-e-d as in three toes i'm assuming my man's got three toes on one feet on one foot rather but myself kyle from the smackdown and mike jernigan former host of this show we jumped on there with bob and man i cut some promos i uh went a little off on baker should surprise nobody i went off on kyler murray uh, i had to defend some guys from the evil mike jernigan and it was just a damn good time with bob and mike and kyle and don't listen to that one with the kids in the car. A little uh, foul language from your boy in Memphis and the Patreon. I want to make sure I cover that. We're wrapping up Patreon 6. Uh, the IDP is going to kick off, and then we are going to roll into the regular season. If you're looking for something to be a part of and, and a group to bounce things off of, you hear about group chats and things popping, or maybe you're in a league, like I often talk to the owners in the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor, where their leagues are dead. And if you love talking Dynasty fantasy football or just fantasy football, Australian rules football, we have a lot of Aussies in our Patreon, and you're looking for a safe space where 
you can start a dynasty league knowing that that league's going to continue, man, it's in the show notes. Uh, thanks to the good folks at Podbean, we've gotten the upload system there corrected. I'm not as technologically challenged as, as one may seem. A lot of times these are uh, handed over to me. But you can go right there to the link and you can join the Patreon or you can at least check it out. Uh, you get a bonus podcast a week. You get in the group chat, various levels. If you have any questions, you can hit my DMs at DWZ Memphis and five-star reviews. Remember, we're giving away the autographed DK Metcalf jersey a week from Sunday. Stop the podcast wherever you're listening, unless you're driving. Pause the podcast, go in, leave the show a five-star review, and in the review, leave your name, Twitter handle, email address, some way for me to denote that it was you. And that gets you an entry. Then you can repeat that for the Fantasy Football Smackdown podcast. That would be entry number two. Those pictures of you doing good, cruising around, um, helping out with Little League or at a, at a soup kitchen or at a, at a homeless shelter or at a nursing home or just anything where you're donating your time. I've gotten several of those. Those are awesome. And if you, you do all these things and you don't want to go to Twitter at DWZ Memphis, you can simply email me. Just email dynastywarzone at gmail.com and you can send me your pictures of you doing good in the neighborhood don't worry i'm tracking the reviews for you all right call out the social media again dynasty warzone on ig and twitter uh trying to do a little bit more with the with the ig yeah uh, instagram doesn't really seem to do a lot for for fantasy football it's fun but unless you like pictures of terry mclaren my dog or gym equipment it's not really the the, the, the medium. Twitter really seems to work well. And there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out here on the Warzone. So thank you all for listening, rating, reviewing. And don't forget to subscribe. Just subscribe. That really helps as much as the rating and review. So I'm going to go get G. I appreciate you guys tuning in, as does the, the absentee Jerry. We're going to hear a quick word from our friends over at Trophy Smack. Man, now is the right time. You're starting to pull those redraft leagues together. Uh, maybe you, you just finished your first dynasty league. It's a great time to get into that group chat and say, guys, we need to order a belt. Guys, you need to order a trophy. Ladies, wh whatever your league consists of, man, we got to get something. Use the code DWZ ring. Get a free ring to go along with your trophy, to go along with your belt. Get the hookup. Let's hear about it. And then let's hear from my man G. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there, then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. And as promised, here he is all the way from Australia, one of my favorite dudes to talk football with, and not just on a podcast, but in general, he is my man. He is G of, uh, of the Aussie guys. G, welcome back to the show, my friend. 
Uh, Memphis, how you going, dude? Can you hear me okay through my mask? Yeah. Everything good? Are, please, please, <laughs> please don't tell me you're the guy who wears the mask when you're by yourself. Uh, I might wear it when I'm in my car. Yeah, just in case, but you never know. You just you never know. I've got, I've got to you know, keep 1.5 metres away from myself, you know? So, uh, uh, no, mate, no, I, I, I'm not one of those people that wear it when I'm by myself. But um, I'd like to say I'm a bit like the Lincoln lawyer today, mate, um, from the movie where he does all his work from his car, but mine, I'm sitting in my car now talking to you, mate, uh, at work, but mine's a Toyota Corolla, just, just not the same vibe. Yeah, the, uh, the the Toyota, the Corolla lawyer does not quite have the, the same ring to it. And wearing that mask in the car, when I've called you a sick bastard, that's not what I'm referring to. You can take that, oh. you can take that mask off when you're by yourself. So what's going on with you and AJ? Are you guys uh, staying safe down there in Australia? Are you guys getting ready to fire up some more podcasts? Yeah, mate. Yeah, we're, we're all good. Um, look, AJ's under the pump with everything that's going on in the world um being a school teacher he's um he's trying to look we've got uh the last two years of high school kids are still um are back at school because it's two very important years to get into university and colleges obviously um but everybody else is learning from home so he's trying to juggle two like two jobs at once like teaching kids at home but also teaching the kids in the classroom so he's been under the pump me nothing's really changed for me uh here um, but as far as the podcast go, yeah, we, we pumped up. We had uh, Kyle on from the uh, Fantasy Smackdown um, on Friday. Mate, whoever wants to come on, anybody, even any of your listeners, mate, if they want to come on and join us, we just open it up. We're on YouTube. We just talk. We spoke for like two hours because it got to the point where we better wrap this thing up. And it's like, well, mate, we just keep talking. If there's someone listening, someone listening, if there's not, there's not. Um, so that's sort of what we're doing at the moment. We haven't got any plans. Um, there's so much fantasy talk at the moment. I, I, I think I'm pretty much like I could probably tell you the top 250 players, whether being uh, whether ADPs are from the amount of people talking about it. So we're just doing. Um, we get on there and we we call it. Um, you're a twit. So we look at uh, what people put out on Twitter during the week and we just discuss that and let it flow where it flows. And as you know, mate, we're uh, we're pretty good at going down a lot of rabbit holes on our show. Yeah, anytime that I go to join the Aussie guys on a podcast, I tell my wife it's going to be an hour, and she looks at me like I'll make it too. She she yeah, yeah. she, she knows how. You're full how, of shit, man. So you know how, that's not true. How the uh, how these conversations <laughs> are are gonna go? So G is G is here to help me wrap up the final of the three team parlay series we've been doing over the last couple of months tonight we are going to break down the washington football team see i got it politically correct that time the did. the la superchargers not to be confused with the san diego superchargers and the uh the, the, the i started to say tampa bay is that a thing still tampa bay buccaneers yeah we're, we're gonna, we're gonna it, might, it might not it might not be by the end of the season i might think Ooh, this, this cost is yeah, this wasn't the best of ideas, but who knows? Well, we're going to jump into that in a second. I'm going to read off the stats for the Washington football team real quick. So last year, obviously, they were in the bottom, uh, per, you know, the bottom third of the league in scoring. As a matter of fact, they were dead last with 16.6 points per game. The Action Network has their 2020 over-under number at 5.5. That is tied for the second worst with uh, the... Carolina Panthers, who we broke down recently, and the Cincinnati Bengals, the only team worse. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars. This team last year, they are 29th in 2019 offensive snaps returning from last year. 64.2% of the offensive snaps from last year are back. Washington was 32nd in total plays on offense with 885, and they were 31st in total yards with 4,395. From the passing department, they were 28th in pass plays with 479 and 32nd in passing yards with 2,812. Now, remember with the passing yards, this is the team number, not an individual number, and that does subtract out the sack yardage, etc. Uh, on the rushing side, they were 31st in rushing plays, which I found to be odd. Both these stats with Bill Callahan as the interim coach there talking about how much they were going to run the ball, but they rushed the ball 31st most in the league with 356 rushes, but they were 22nd in rushing yards with 1,583. Uh, who is new? Uh, they brought in Kyle Allen from Carolina, who's got ties to new offensive coordinator Scott Turner, as well as head coach Ron Rivera. They brought in Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick, Cody Latimer and tight end Richard Rogers, as well as rookies in the draft, Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gandy-Golden, and Thaddeus Moss, who is gone, Case Keenum, Chris Thompson, Paul Richardson, and Jordan Reed. So I'm going to go right to my guest, as I always like to do. G, we'll start with the quarterback. How are you feeling about Dwayne Haskins, and how much of a threat do you see Kyle Allen being? And do you see Haskins as a stock up, stock down? Is he a buy? Is he a sell? Give me something on Mr. Haskins. Well, Ron Rivera's come in and he said that he really, like after watching the tape, he was more impressed with with Dwayne Haskins' last four games. And, and that's pretty obvious, mate. The, 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 jump, the jump in completion rate went from his first four to 54% to his last you know, four games was 67%. Touchdowns went up, interceptions came down. Um, that's just acclimatizing, uh, acclimatizing himself. There's some more editing for you. Um, to to the offense, but mate, he 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 said at the moment he's going to have to compete, but he is in in the the first place running to be the starting quarterback. But um, mate, uh, not not a massive fan of Dwayne Haskins. Look, he's only had the what he had the one start full full season at a higher state. Then there were the rumours last year as, as the season started that he wasn't really engaged in what his role was. Like, he, he, he even had, if you go and have a look at some of the games, he didn't even seem to be participating in conversations um, with, with, with the quarterback, whoever it was at, at the time. Um, and, and, and those rumours started to come out. You started to think, oh, geez, is this another um, uh, Paxton Lynch? without the PlayStation involved. Um, and you, you think a guy that, you know, you've been drafted, people have given you a chance. You think you'd, you'd be more involved. Um, but then once he got the start, he, he, he didn't look that great. Um, now he gets a, he gets an offensive coordinator in Scott Turner this year that comes across with Ron Rivera. Mate, he's, he's been an OC for four games, Memphis. So... Mate, you try and find some stats on him. You, you can't. It's not a role that he's 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 ever had. So, um, as you said, they were like one of the lowest. Well, the Redskins last year, let's face it, a whole a whole different uh, kit there. 
as I have this year. But you said they were second, 32nd in plays. That's definitely going to be an uptick, So, which is it's good for Haskins and it's good for his receivers. Um, but look, he's still he's still really raw. Am, am I going and grabbing a Dwayne Haskins? No, I may, maybe I'll take a flyer on him as if I'm only in a, like a, a super flex or two QB league. And even then, I'm, I'm going to be. I might even look for somebody else that might might only have two years or even twelve months, and then I'll roll the dice again after that. But um, after what I saw last year, mate, look, he does make good plays, but all quarterbacks, even the bad ones can hit sometimes uh, on plays. But mate, he's definitely not a guy that I'm looking at. And I, I think he might even struggle to, if you're trying to unload him, if you weren't happy with what you saw last year, you might even struggle to unload him for anything. And I, I, I'm certainly not going to pick him up. All right, he is someone I'm certainly interested in. And he's had an interesting yeah, offseason. Um, as, as that's a... why you bring me on, isn't it? You just want to argue. No, 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 no. I, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason why is because, you know, he's got the first round draft capital, and uh, his owner, uh, his son, and Haskins have ties going back to high school together, and I think yeah, they, bit, okay. but, but they really want to give him every opportunity to, to succeed. Um, why, you know, why just cut bait? But I will tell you, I think the leash is short. But just some stats from the the Scott Turner offense. Now, even though. His dad was there. He was technically the yep. offensive coordinator all year last year. So I'm just going off of – and this is the weirdest and the hardest team, and I saved the hardest team for last because with such a run-first offense and that entire coaching regime gone from last year with Bill Callahan or Jay Gruden and they're just starting yep. fresh. You know, I went through Kyle Allen last year in 12 starts – at the QB position, he averaged 38 attempts a game. He completed 23, so it was about a 60 and a half percent completion. He averaged 256 yards a game, and he had 17 touchdowns. So that would have been maybe closer to 23 had he played all 16 games. And when he was, they were in Carolina last year. This team passed the ball 633 times. Only Tampa Bay attempted more passes as a team. And I just see the opportunity. The, the, the thing of it is, is that he, he's had a good offseason, in my opinion. I like, so a lot of guys will come in, I won't say overweight, but I always like to know what kind of shape a guy comes in, especially this year. I mean, we think he does look, he does look, he does look slim and fit, doesn't he? He does. And, and I just saw a, yep. an article where at the combine, at the rookie combine, he weighed in at 232 pounds and he is now weighing 220. He looks lean. He looks jacked. I mean, here's the thing. There's a joke here in the States about the COVID-19, meaning that the average American has put on about 19 pounds during during this. And and, and, and this guy. Only pounds. Only yeah. pounds. I thought, yeah. Well, if, thought if that was kilos, kilos you're, you're, yeah, you're looking at about, about eight, <laughs> seven, eight kilos yeah. for for you, for our Australian listeners, you know, Canada, anywhere besides the U.S. because. I know, I know, dude. We use the pounds. We use the pounds, but yeah, kilos you shouldn't is have to. I, I will say, <laughs> I'm, I'm a proud American, but we can do away with our with our units of measure. But I, I, I am fascinated. I have drafted him a couple of times in, in the few startups I've done this year as my QB three. You know, when you get down to that range of, of QB threes, do I want him or Mitch Trubisky? And I see the range of outcomes for this guy. This guy could be anywhere from from a Mitch Trubisky. And I think he's got the talent. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I think he could be as good as like a top 12 
like 12, like not like 11 through number one, but like a, like a 12 would be like the ceiling for this guy in this offense. And, and I, I don't love the weapons. And, you know, for me, he's a stock hold because you're not going to get much for him. And if, he, yep. and if the offseason pays dividends and his, his weapons are at least okay, I could see this guy taking a big step forward. I'm going to go ahead and slide into the running back. I think the biggest question mark here is Darius Geis. What is going to go on? Um, again, we talked about Scott Turner, obviously son of Norv. This is a family that has used a bell cow back. The majority of the family's coaching lineage going clear back to Emmett Smith with Norv. And if one guy gets the bell cow role, I, I could see big things. I could also see them very much limiting Geis, especially early, because you can't afford another knee injury for this guy. He just tweeted on Monday that he's all clear and good to go for camp, which is fantastic. But sometimes you got to save somebody from themselves, and I think that's where I'm at with guys. I don't want to make this the all-hold team, but this team's wild, man. It's a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys, a lot of guys coming back from injury. And I, I, I'm fascinated by this team as a whole. For me, Geis is a hold. If he could get any kind. Now, the running backs in the Scott Turner offense, I'm just going to call it the Scott Turner offense because it was a hybrid of him and his pop. 25% uh, target share to the running backs last year. Now, I know Christian McCaffrey exacerbates a lot of that number because he's Christian McCaffrey, but I still think it wouldn't sh you know, shock me if Geis were to play, um, let's say, 14 games. It would not shock me if he were to have 85 targets, and that makes him extremely valuable, especially where he's going. So are you a Geis guy? Are you stock up down? For me, he's a hold because, again, much like Haskins, I don't think you'll maximize your value if you sell in the preseason. I want to see it on tape knowing that if Haskins sucks or if Geis gets hurt again, I could lose my entire investment. But I'd rather hold out and see if I can hit the home run and cash out a little bit later. Are you a Geis guy? And then tell me what you think about Antonio Gibson, the rookie out of Memphis. Oh, man, I'm, I'm definitely a Geis guy. And I've got him in a few leagues, man. I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm holding on. Um, like, his upside is huge. Um, we saw the back that he is at LSU. And we've even... We've even seen in the small glimpse that we've had um, of, of, of how a dynamic runner he is. But the problem is he, his floor is basically his knees, isn't it? Like, he, he's had the ACL in 2018. He had the MCL last year. He had the ankle problems, I think, that, that plagued him a fair bit in his final year at LSU. So, you know, you're, you're, you're a gym junkie like I am, uh, Memphis. And sometimes, mate, you can be the most jacked individual, but muscle quality is only as good as the tendons that support everything else. And I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that maybe that, that his tendons and, and whatnot are not the most, that's the strength part of his body. And we've seen it with plenty of athletes. They're, they're built to play from a, from a physical size and muscle point of view, but from the body actually being able to cope with the strains, especially someone like him, he carrying that size. You, you, he's a sharp cutter. I, I call him. He's a ninety degree cutter. Like he just jumps sideways. It's, it's not muscle strain. It's ligaments, the yeah, tendons, and maybe he's just not built for it. But I'm going to hang on, like you said. I uh, definitely. Um, 
def- definitely a hold there. And I just really hope that we get to see the guys that we know um, that, that he can be. And if you look at, as you were saying, um, with the uh, Ron Rivera offense, like last year in 2009, the pass run ratio was like 62 to 37. And look, mate, basically the reason that's so far apart is because so many passes were going to Christian McCaffrey, like you said. But if you look at most of the other years that he has, like from 2000 and 15, it was 51 48. 2016, it was 44 55. 2017, it was 49 51 pass. So he's, re- he's relatively, you know, um, he keeps things pretty close together, the, the run pass split. So if they can do that, especially the, the wide receiver who we'll get to um, in a minute, um, if he can stay healthy, uh, I think it could pay dividends for you if, if you hold on to him. Uh, and like you said, if you, if you don't think he can see out, if he's not built for it, yeah, give him give him the games you need to bump his price up and, and then and then move on. All right. And then anything on Antonio Gibson for me? This Antonio, well, Go this ahead. is a strange one. What do you think of Antonio Gibson? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I watched his tape. And I didn't know if he was a wide receiver or running back. And then I had uh, another look last night when I was coming on with you. And to be honest, mate, he's not a receiver. He, he is. He's, six, a running, he's a running back that can catch passes out of the backfield. And he doesn't catch them that well either. He is. He's not a natural. Sorry. He, he's a big dude, man. He's six foot tall, 228 pounds. He's yeah, actually. Yeah. He's actually taller and weighs more than Darius, guys. He's a big man. Yep. He averaged 11. Yep. 0.2 yards per carry. Now it was at Memphis. We, you know, that doesn't always translate. We know Daryl Henderson has not exactly set the world on fire yet. He's the one that I would rather have at his cost. I mean, he ran a 4.440. His speed score at the combine was 99th percentile. Uh, not the burstiest athlete around, but he's gonna have a role. And, and here's the thing: I don't. I, I kind of intend to pun, but Darius Geis is on his last leg. Literally, and, and there, there is, uh, see, you see what I did there. And there is yeah, a real yeah. chance that, I mean, if this guy has another MCL, ACL, LCL, PCL, all the L's, any of those ligaments, and you're right, sometimes you can have all the muscle in the world, but it's yep. the tendons and the ligaments that hold and all that stuff together. And if this guy gets the opportunity, man, it could be ba-boom. And here's the thing. If this coaching staff and this front office were completely secure about how they felt about Darius guys, then why in the blue hell this offseason did they bring in Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick, re-sign yes. Adrian Peterson, and Bryce Love still there? To think that... Oh, mate, forget, forget about Bryce Love, mate. He's gone. Antonio Gibson has definitely put a, put a, a nail in one of his coffins, mate. I, I, think. I, I would not be surprised if the final roster on this running back room was Geis, Gibson, AP, and Bryce Love, and Barber and McKissick were just camp bodies and got moved on. But I want to move over to the wide receivers. You know what I'm going to say, so I'm going to let you talk about my man. <laughs> I have, I've written his name down here, and then all I've written down next to it, all yours, Memphis. Uh, there you all, go. You, all my, well, let me ask you this before I uh, start, you know, waxing poetic about my man, Terry McLaren. Do, do you have him as a, for dynasty purposes, do you have him as a buy, as a sell, a hold? What are you doing with him? Um, mate, I, I must admit, I, I don't have any shares of him. Uh, and I'm not actually going out 
and buying any. Um, well, I, I look, I, I was more of a Paris Campbell. We've spoke about this off air. I was more of a Paris Campbell guy. Um, so I've got more shares in him. Uh, the the problem is, is I don't believe. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in quarterback, and yet he, he put up numbers. And look, he started off the year really well, but if you, he, his second half of the season, I think I, I read or I heard that mate, he was like wide receiver 44. That, you probably have the numbers better than I do on him. Um, you, you probably know his birthstone and everything. Um, but it's just, if you have him, you're holding him. It, I, I've been really, and I'll admit this, I've been really average when I've been looking at rookies of smaller guys. Now like my hit rate is not great on, on these sort of these sort of players. So so don't take Paris Campbell, go out and get him either. Um I seem to do a lot better on the bigger guys for some reason. Um but mate, I, I trust what you see and I know he's um uh he's a favourite of a few other guys like Nick Whalen. Um a good friend of yours. Uh, and look, mate, last year he had 22.5% of the target share amongst wide receivers. And that is only going to go up is if Ron Rivera starts bringing his offensive numbers across to uh, to the uh, Washington football team. If that sounds terrible. Yeah. He, he, yeah, the, the Washington football team. I'll just say this. Uh, for me, it's about volume, and I, I like to yeah. use the Dynasty Trade Calculator. I know you've had Izzy Alcafas of the show on the Aussie Guys podcast, and I, I use their yeah, thing as, as a reference. And yeah. in, the, in the calculator, he's going for like it's a it's a twenty, and a twenty is about the same as like the one hundred eight or one hundred nine in rookie picks. I think he's a guy whose value this time next year will double, and he'll be in that conversation. He'll be in that conversation of uh, a top. 8 to 12 wide receiver overall in a dynasty startup. And, and I know that people don't love the quarterback, but, dude, he did it last year with bad quarterbacks. How, what did he do last year? His 93 targets was good for a 19.4 uh, target share in, in a bad offense. His, 19, his 919 total receiving yards was 28.7% of the passing yards. And I've used this stat before, but I'll use it again under Scott Turner last year. DJ Moore had 135 targets in 14 games. Now, do I think Terry's going to get an average of 9 to 10 targets a game? No, I do not. But if he gets 8, let's just say he gets 8, man, that's going to put him right there at 130 targets on the season. And a guy with his speed and a team that's going to be behind, I and, you know, he's already seen the double coverage. He's already saw it as a rookie. Um, he's, an older, he's an older guy. He's almost 25, which is nowhere near old as – compared to guys like me and G, but he is a little old for a second-year player. Don't care. I have him in a lot of places. Uh, I'm getting him as a wide receiver three, uh, two to three in some spots. Depends on the league. Some guys know me, and they they, they run up the price on me. But just a lot. Basically, to... he's coming to his prime earlier. That's all. He'll be in his prime sooner than, you know, than later. When he's 26, 27. And the, and the <laughs> thing that, that impresses me is when you listen to him speak. I remember a press conference last year where he was breaking down a route, and he's just a technician. So here's the thing, and I've said this about guys like Teddy Bridgewater. I've said it about guys like uh, Gardner Minshew. If this team, you know, per their over-under total, 
per the Action Network, if they finish in the bottom five, which is where they're projected to finish, here's the thing, and Dwayne Haskins isn't at least good. He doesn't have to be great, but at least he's not showing, if he's not, if he's not showing promise, then much like Gardner and much like Teddy B, then Haskins will have to fade Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and who knows who else breaks out. So, yep. so to think that Terry McLaren could have a quarterback upgrade this year is possible. We, we like what we've seen in the offseason from Haskins. And then if that doesn't work out, he could get an upgrade again next year. So I like the fact that he's attached to Scott Turner and Ron Rivera. Um, I like the, the direction the field on the team is taking. I think the front office and the team owner in general are a train wreck. But enough love of Terry McLaren. Do you have anything on Steven Sims or Ant- uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden? Uh, and then, and then there's, there's Kelvin Harmon as well. Um, I think the Gandy Golden pick, you bring in another guy that's similar to, to Kelvin Harmon, probably uh, speed-wise he's, he was in the 80th percentile and burst he was in the 70. I don't think Kelvin Harmon was in either of those. Um, you know, 6'4", 233, ran a 4'6", 40. Uh, that's a good speed for a guy at that size. People go up 4'6", but mate, he's Six four two twenty three. He's a fourth round guy. He's, he's uh, Ron's Ron's uh, Ron's pick, uh, where Kelvin's not. So he's gonna, he's going to really have to. Kelvin Harmon's going to have to really play well this year. Um, he had eighty six percent of the team snaps last year, and with all that time on the field, mate, he, I think he, his peak was fifty eight yards. Um. So you know he's he's not a quick guy. Struggles separation. Danny Golden, I'd, I'd be in in draft with we've um, done even startups. Um, I, I'll wait and take Gandy Golden than I would. I'll let somebody else take Kelvin Harmon. As far as the Sims goes, mate, we all love what happens at the end of the season, don't we? That that's how it works. That's our our most recent memory. And um, we saw what he did with the four TD. Never went over a hundred yards though, um, but. The targets were there. His target, I think his targets were something like, ooh, you know, like 11, 9, 10, possibly the last three games and maybe an eight, the fourth game, uh, fourth last game of the season. Um, so he showed a little something, but look, I'm, I'm taking him like late. Uh, I'll, I'll take him as a flyer, even in a redraft. And I'll definitely, I don't know where he's going in his ADP at the moment. Is uh, Memphis, but look, I'm, I'm, I'll take, I'll take a, a flyer on a guy that um, he seems to know where the paint is, and that can be pretty important when you're a wide receiver. When the ball gets down there, mate, he's open. Yeah, and and I know there's a, a lot of Twitter buzz on Stephen Sims, but this guy has got absolute garbage workout metrics, and I know he flashed a little bit. I'm, I'm with you. He ran a four six forty as a slot guy. You know, he has no burst, and I, I think. You don't need the speed as a slot guy. I mean, you got to have that burst. I don't see it with this guy. I think we're all looking for the 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 Julian Edelman uh, that type. This guy, this is not it. The the one that I'm interested in at ADP because I know he's going late in both rookie drafts and in startups, and that's Antonio Gandy Golden. What yeah. what does that, he? That, that, that's what I was talking about with the uh, with the uh, the spark score. That... Right. That, that's who I meant with, with the 6-4, yeah, the 4-6. Well, and, yeah. and, and you, you were going, and that, that was a nice transition for me, is that with him yeah. being 
he's the tallest wide Ooh. receiver on the team because yep. Terry McLaren, six foot tall. Steven Sims is 5'9". Uh, Thaddeus Moss, the rookie tight end who's coming off the foot injury, he's only 6'2", which is not very big for a tight end. There's not a lot of height on this team except for Gandy Golden. So I agree with you. Uh, if I'm buying one of these guys, obviously I have Terry McLaren everywhere. But for me, if I had to stash one, I would much rather stash yep. Gandy Golden because he presents yep. a more unique skill set. And if they use Terry McLaren on some shorter routes this year, I mean, if you got Steven Sims for free last year, cool. I, I have no problem with that. He's going in like round 19 of an FFPC startup right now. So I don't hate that either. Someone's going to hit. But um, real quick on the tight ends. So anything um, I, that – No, I didn't even bother, mate. Don't even go there. I didn't even bother. Seriously. I, I mate, a, I, I'll, 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 take, I'll take, mate, some rookie over any of these blokes. Even, even my number – Five rookie from this year's draft. It wasn't even a good tight end class. I think I think it was okay. I'll take one of those guys over anybody. I think Jeremy Sprinkles the number one guy there. Like, nah, no thanks. Well, it's 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 some combination of Jeremy Jeremy Sprinkle, Richard Rogers, and Thaddeus Moss. Yeah. And, and Thaddeus Moss yeah. is the rookie that I'm the most interested in. He is going in about the, the the 29th round of FFPC uh, startup data. So he's a super late stash. And here's the thing. I was doing a Great little. Blocker, mate. I was doing a little bit of research before the the pod, and Curtis Samuel in this offense last year in Carolina, he had the quietest 105 targets of any wide receiver I can remember in recent memory. And Greg Olson and Ian Thomas at the tight end position combined for 112 targets, which was just mind blowing. When I was doing the, the the research for this, it just blew my mind. I'm like, how in the hell did did these guys have 112 targets? And we not see like some real fantasy goodness. So if there's a hundred targets to go to the tight ends here, someone's going to break out. It's not going to be Jeremy Sprinkle. I think he sucks. Uh, I don't think Richard Rogers <laughs> is. is, is I'm, I'm just being candid. So no, my I agree with you. I'm with you. If I'm going to stash one, I'm going to stash Thaddeus Moss because he's basically free. I think he was going in the fourth or fifth round of even tight end premium rookie draft. So he would be the one that you know what the hell comes Randy really? Moss. Yeah, that early. He was, uh, he's the son of okay. Randy Moss. I, I think had he actually well, worked. No, I know who he's the son of, mate. I, I, don't, I don't think he got too many of the gene pool. Like, he's okay. Fantastic blocker. And, mate, when he's got the ball in his hand, he's a, you know, he's, he's a bit of a beast. But uh, I, I didn't see anything that I'd, I'd even look his way at, at drafting him, unless you get points for blocking tight end. Well, he, he is only 22, and someone's got to catch some yeah. balls here. And Someone does. Uh, if, if I'm going to take a shot, I'm going to take a, a, a shot on someone dirt cheap. So overall in this offense, I'm stock up. Uh, I don't think it'll be confused with the Baltimore Ravens from last year, but you can't fall off the floor. I've tried. So <laughs> I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this team under uh, Scott Turner and Ron Rivera will finish somewhere in the middle like the Panthers did last year. So for me, it's a stock up, not a stock way up, but a, but a firm stock up. What about you, G? Could, could I take the unders? What was the under? What would you say? What was five and a half? Is that what you're saying? It was in Vegas? That's correct. Five and a half. Can I take, can I take the under? Can I... Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. How, we'll... Could you put a couple of, could you, could you put a lazy hundred on there for me? We can't do it from over here. They don't, they don't take Australian, Australian dollars. That, that's that, that feels criminal, because yes, I live I live in a state where sports betting is uh, is legal. We we can totally get you down 
on the under. Let's let's get to the other side of the country. So we're going from D.C. to L.A. We are talking Chargers. The Chargers last year finished 21st in scoring with 21.1 points per game. Their over and under this year per the Action Network is 8. I, th I think that's a good number to bet because I feel like that, at the worst case scenario, would be a push. They were 27th in snaps returning on offense from last year. So out of their ent entire 2019 offensive snap share, 69.9% uh, is coming back. Again, that's good for 27th in the league. Now, they were 23rd in total plays last year with 997, but they were 10th in total yards with 5,879. A very efficient offense for a team that finished this poorly in the standings. They were 11th in pass attempts with 597, and they were 6th in passing yards with 4,426. I'm sitting here asking myself, how was Phillip Rivers not better last year? Uh, they were only 28th in rush attempts last year with 366 rush attempts, and they were 28th in total rush yards with 1,453. Who was new? A couple of, couple of rookies, Justin Herbert and Joshua Kelly. Who was gone? Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon. Gee, I want to start with you, man. Where are you at with Herbert? Because I don't believe you were a believer. A believer. A, a, not not a, a believer. believer. Not, not, that's that, that's Canadian. Not Justin Bieber. Not a believer. But are you a believer in the man from Oregon, Justin Herbert? Hey, mate, I mate. I'll, I'll be straight up. My my uh, scouting of quarterbacks has been uh, has left a lot to be desired. To be honest, um, outside of Patrick Mahomes, um, when I had him down as the best offensive player in that in that draft class. I don't think I've been very good, but um, I'm more than happy to take probably a future Hall of Famer as, as my one pick. But um, Justin Herbert, so he's a sixth overall pick. Um, he finished the second all-time at, at Oregon with uh, 10,545 yards and 95 TDs. Mate, he did everything right, didn't he, during the draft process. Um, interviews. Um, was it the senior, senior bowl game? I believe he played in. No, he played real well. Yep, yep, you're he right. He played really well. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not the best judge of two Bs. Like I'm saying, do I? You're gonna go and grab him. He, he's not, he's not, he's not the first couple of guys I'm gonna take in this class. I, I think you're a big fan. Um. And you, mate, you've given me some really hard teams today. When you gave me these teams, it's like they've got standing quarterbacks, new quarterbacks, a buddy, a, a guy that, a veteran. <laughs> I'm thinking, geez, could you give me like the Falcons or someone where I'd go, I know everything's sort of set in. Um, honestly, mate, Herb, I, I don't know. The dude, the dude has got a cannon for an arm. He buckles under pressure. We know everything steps up, not one step, two step. But mate, you you, you climb the extension ladder when you move from the from the college system into the pros. Um, I have concerns uh, about that. Um, we've seen guys that don't handle pressure well fold, no matter what the what their arm talent is. Um, I think he's going to be given this year. With everything that's gone on with the COVID, I, I think you're not going to. You might see him very late in the year, 
but geez, it'd, it'd be pretty sensible, wouldn't it, just to give him uh, the, this year to sort of, you know, get together with um with the play calling and the offense because he's just not going to have any time. None of these guys are going to have any time. It's going to be it's going to be a terrible year for for all the rookies or anybody that that's moved to another team and has has to learn a whole new playbook. It, from that, Sorry, point, that was that wasn't a great answer on Herbert, mate. But no. I, I really don't know what to make of him in with with this season. I might have been a bit, little bit clearer if, if we had seen some some camp and he and and whatnot. But it's it's a really hard year to judge people, and I I think just on that is you're going to see guys this year that we're seeing here in our in our league, our Australian Rules Football League, are guys that you never thought would be that great, especially in a COVID year, because we're, we're back to playing, are, are outstanding. And guys that you thought would be able to handle it that have been in, in clubs for a long time are just uh, are wilting. It, it's, it's quite unusual. So I think you'll find that this year, if, if you go ahead, if we have a season, let's God hope we do, uh, in whatever form it is. But I think that, that that's what's going to happen. You're going to have some really strange guys step up this year. Well, I I like him, and I'll, I, for me, he's got the uh, widest range of outcomes of anybody. Yeah. I mean, he could be Mitch Trubisky, and I would not be surprised if he was Carson Wentz. I think he could be that good. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a guy who has played in college. He has played 43 college games. I mean, that's a lot going back to his freshman year. And this is a guy who has averaged 64% completion rate in the Pac-12. Now, it's not the SEC, but... I think it's a little bit better than the Big 12, and I know I'll get some blowback from that, but uh, hit pause real quick and think about all the Big 12 players just lighting it up in the NFL because there's not a whole ton. <laughs> but anyway, I, I like the kid. Um, over 3,000 yards passing in the last two years. His interceptions, the most he's ever had in a season has been eight. And let's be honest, he's not like he's Tua, and he's been throwing to guys like Judy and Ruggs and you know Devonta Smith and all these great talents. He he did not have yeah. all this no, great talent. N- n- name the Oregon Duck you've drafted on your fantasy roster the last handful of years. Well, I, I, I think I looked at I think I looked at one prospect this year, and that's about the. I don't even think I looked at one the the season prior, to be honest. And, and and this feels like Daniel Jones. I said this last year about Daniel Jones when he came out. It's that. You know, who were the Duke guys that, that made the NFL? There, there weren't a bunch, and there's not a bunch of Oregon guys, at least not on offense, yeah. that, that are setting our dynasty rosters on fire. And a smart kid, academic All-American. I think he was a chemistry major, so he's smart. He is not played with a bunch of NFL talent, and now you're going to drop him on a team with, with Eckler and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and an improved offensive line. A great mentor to learn from and Tyrod Taylor. No, I, I agree with you. He may not pop this year, but much like Daniel Jones, this is a guy I do not feel bad putting a chip or two on. For me, he's a hold to a buy. Um, if I could work him into a package to where I'm sending a guy like uh, Dwayne Haskins, Mitch Trubisky, and I can get back this kid, and I don't think it's as hard as, you know, depends on what else is going out in the deal. For me, he is a good deal. Um, I, I will just pivot to the running backs. Austin Eckler, he was the PPR running back four last year on 132 carries. But that's not as, uh, not as surprising when you realize he had 108 targets and 92 catches, almost 1,000 yards receiving. And even though 
there's other running backs there like Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. I mean, let's say he bumps up his, you know, rushes to 160, one, you know, 176. That would put him like in the 10 to 11 a game range. And he holds firm on the targets. Uh, for me, he's not a buy, but he's not a sell. Um, I think in, I think unless I'm like a like a rebuild team or a team that's going to struggle this year, he's a guy I would be looking to move in that case. But outside of that, man, if I'm like in the middle, not sure how the season's going to shake out, or I feel like I'm a legit contender, I'm holding, uh, maybe even asking what Eckler's going for out there in the market. Uh, G, anything on Eckler? And then uh, do you have anything on Joshua Kelly? No, mate, yeah, with, with Eckler, um, mate, he, like, average 4.2, he, he's more of a pass-catching back, but, mate, he averaged 4.2 as a carrier. So, as you say, you, you start bumping up those 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 numbers, those run numbers, uh, and add, add on top of, of, of what he does in the pass game, mate, he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to be a number one RB. We, we saw what he did in when Gordon held out. Mate, he, he went over 100 yards a game total. Uh, about 490 yards and six TDs, and then all of a sudden, buddy Melvin Gordon decides, "Holy shit, I better get my ass back into yeah, into a uniform." Um, thanks very much. But um, I, I agree with you. He, he's he's not someone that I've gone out and and looked at picking up. There's always someone around around where he is that I, I, I like better. Um, and as far as uh, Joshua Kelly, I, I I don't mind Joshua Kelly. Um, but I just I brought with me today. I brought with me my um, my uh, 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 sorry, mate. I'm, I'm blanking. Um, my rookie scouting portfolio with me. And it's, oh, you wouldn't believe it. I don't have him in there. Um, but no, a fourth round pick out of UCLA, mate. He's a big guy. He's a thumper. He's a big bruising running back style. And last year, as good as Eckler was, and you have. Justin Jackson, mate, uh, and even got they they struggled to punch it in from uh, inside like the ten yards, and this this could be a guy to get you know good guy line carries in his first year. Um, yeah, so I, I, he's he's the sort of guy that you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get late. I'd go and pick him up. Um, I'd definitely go and pick him up just to screw over the Eckler owner, especially if there's some guy in the league that I don't really like. Um, there's always one in how it is. It's, it's probably me in our league that we play together, Memphis. Um, but, yeah, I, he's someone that I'd be watching for in, in the second half of this season, for sure. Yeah, I went, I went back and looked, and, and he is the guy who does something a little bit different than Austin Eckler. I think Justin Jackson does a lot of the same things that yeah. that Austin Eckler does. So I don't really have a lot on Justin Jackson. I guess he's a hold. Yeah, yeah Justin, Justin Jackson for me, mate, he's he, – when he's been given an opportunity, he's popped for like maybe two games and he's, then he disappears. You know, it's like touching, it's like, you know, jumping into in, into a cold pool. You know, the old turtle doesn't like the cold pool, mate. It just disappears. Yeah, and, and that's a bit what, <laughs> that's a bit what Jack, Jackson's sort of been. You know, he, he popped for a game or two and then after that it's just like, okay, this is what he really is. Yeah, if the team felt confident with him being the the RB two, then they wouldn't have drafted this kid. I think Joshua Kelly's the guy. Mel, yeah. Melvin Gordon. Anyway. Melvin Gordon played an average of twelve games a season over the last two, and then those twelve games he put up seven hundred and fifty yards and nine TDs. So if you just you know at that pace, that would be in the neighborhood of about a thousand yards and we'll call it eleven TDs. And last year Melvin Gordon scored fourteen point six. 
PPR points a game in the year before 2018. He scored 23 PPR points a game. So this is a guy who's going to have a role. And we don't want, if you own Eckler, you don't want Eckler getting all that between the tackle work. You want this kid to get work. So, you know, with the volume that I think he's going to get and the offensive line should be improved, I like it, man. If I can continue to get him cheap, he's going around like the 15th, 16th round over at the FFPC in a dynasty startup. So that's cheap enough for me. I will even take him probably a couple of rounds earlier than that. I'm going to go right into the wide receiver. I was going to say, too, mate, just with that offensive line, they brought in Trey Turner and, and, and Brian Belaga. So that's going to improve it straight away. Yeah, they, they did bring in uh, Trey Turner via trade with the Carolina Panthers, and they brought in Brian Belaga on the offensive line via free agency. Uh, wide receivers, Case. Um, I started to say, call him Case Keenan. Uh, no, that's a different guy. <laughs> Keenan Allen. I mean, I went back and looked. This guy has played almost every game the last three years, and his three-year average is 149 targets, 101 catches, 1,262 yards, and six TDs over the last three years. I know there's concerns that Uncle Phil is leaving. The problem is, is that he's going to be a free agent in the offseason. What direction is this team going to want to go with a young you know, quarterback and a young nucleus? Is it Mike Williams' time? So for me, Keenan is like a hold sell. If you can sell him on name value and maybe cash out at 80 85% of his dynasty value, that's what I'd be looking to do. Now, he could rebound. He could land on a very good team next year. I'd love to see Keenan Allen in an offense like Green Bay or – you know, a, a place where he's going to be involved. Um, but for me, he is a stock down sell. And then Mike Williams, man, this is the guy who had the, who had the, the, the touchdowns two years ago. He had 10 touchdowns in 2018. And then last year he had a thousand yard season, but only two touchdowns. I think this could be the year he puts it all together and he really breaks out. So for me, his ADP has not skyrocketed. I'm a Mike Williams guy. And then KJ Hill, uh, man, give me all the cheap KJ Hill late. Uh, G, where are you at with this wide receiver core? Uh, well, mate, this is all going to come down to uh, to Tyrod Taylor, isn't it? Really, because um, that's who you match him up with. Um, and I, I think he's he's going to be in the position that he's one because he has familiarity with with the offense with Anthony Lynn. Uh, that he wants to run, um, but I think they're going to. It's going to be more of a let's try and keep the games neutral, and let's let our defense uh, win us the game if possible. If we can keep close enough, because with the defense that they have. Um, so that being said, you you said about Keenan Allen. He's, he's twenty seven years old. He's in his prime. Jeez, he seems like he's been around for. <laughs> Maybe it's the beard, mate. Maybe the beards make him look old. Just, just save the beard off. He'd look a hell of a lot younger. Um, in 2017, he was PPR. He was wide receiver three. In 2018, he was 12. And last year, he was six. But Rivers is gone. That, that's, that's seven years of consistency, um, walk, walking out the door, and all that chemistry that comes with it. So the other problems he has too, Canal, is every time – that um, uh, the big Henry has played, his target average has gone from 11 to just above eight. So if Henry stays healthy, 
um, with a quarterback that wants to play it safe. Um, I know Alan works in that in that sort of zone, but we've seen what happens when he, when Henry plays. Uh, and as far as Mike Williams, mate, what was his? I think he was like the the highest average on air yards last year. Um, it was either that, it was either that or yards per reception. But yeah, his uh, his down the yeah. field prowess was definitely on display. Yeah. So his average at the moment already is nine point eight yards a target. But it's, and the good thing he's got for him in the three seasons that uh, that Taylor was the starter in Buffalo, he was second, sixth, and thirteenth in average depth of target. So. I like those numbers for Mike Williams. Whether or not this is going to be the season for him, it might be like you said, if Herbert can get on there and he can be the Carson Wentz, um, it might that might be his time. But um, I'm I'm just a little bit a little bit concerned about them being conservative. Like he's only taken up 16 percent of the snap share as Williams, and if they pass the ball less and try and run it a bit more, mate, he, are you going to be happy if you get at best, a handful of targets a game. He might only be seeing five. Are you going to be happy with investing the money? But then again, mate, if, if you look where he's going, he's, he's not – people aren't really taking Mike Williams high in, in draft at the moment. So, you know, he, he might be someone just to go out and just ask the owner, like, what is he willing to part with for, for Mike Williams? Well, if you can box him with a couple of guys, um, he could be a nice little, you know, that little Christmas bonus you open, mate, when, you know, it's always that last friend your parents give you. It's always usually the best one. Yeah, he's a guy that that I've got an eye on, and I don't think it's, you know, going to be the the, the hugest of breakouts, but I think they like the guy, and we'll know a lot more with him this season. I want to see how he works with... Justin Herbert. Let's wrap this team up with the the tight end yep. position. Hunter Henry. Are are you a Henry guy? As I I am not, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Mate, I look. Oh, mate, is he, he's not on the field enough to really to, to really get a good gauge on him. But mate, I do always have a little bit of an, an affinity for guys that are playing a season for a payday. Um. And that's what he he'll be playing for this year. He averages eight point nine yards a catch, but again, it's it's what I'm concerned about this whole offense is the neutral game script and the fact that um, that the pass volume might not might not be there with with the quarterback that they have. So that affects everybody that I'm looking at on on this team, and and that that's why I said to you, thanks for giving me these teams, mate, because. Uh, uh, people aren't going to really like it. Yeah, I know AJ's going to get really ticked off with me because he's a Chargers fan um, uh, talking about his guys like this. But I'm, I'm just concerned that there's not going to be enough volume for everybody to go around if they're not going to throw the ball. Well, for, for me, my, my concerns with, with Hunter Henry are, are basically this. He's never had more than 675 yards in a season. He's never had more than 55 catches in a season, and he's only played 41 of a possible career 600. Excuse me, 64. His start percentage or games played percentage is 64%, and where he's going at ADP, man, I just that, that that's too rich for my blood. He's in that next tier behind the big four. 
He's mixed in with Evan Ingram. Uh, over at the FFPC, which is tight end premium, I mean, he's going in the sixth, seventh round. And I'm, I mean, get the hell out of here. I, I would much I would much rather have a, a Blake Jarwin. I would much rather have a Mike Gusecki. I'm TJ Hawkinson. I'd rather have a wide receiver in that area, Mike, to be honest. Yeah, th- that's my point. Is like I would much rather yeah. take a wide receiver or running back in that area. If, or if it's a super flex, that could be a QB round and much more likely to take him. So for me, he's a sell. If you can find that Hunter Henry truther in your league willing to pay up, or maybe they have one of the young young gun tight ends that, that you like, like a TJ Hawkinson or a Gusecki or, or someone like that, man, what, what can we do to get this trade rolling? So for me, this offense in general, I think you have to say it's down. Um, we talked about all the passing yards. I mean, they were sixth in passing yards last year with 4,426. And, you know, I don't think that Tyrod – I think Tyrod will have a fine season. I just don't know that he's going to do it all in the air. I think part of that will be his legs. And then if this team falls out of playoff contention, you're going to see the rookie in the back half of the season because if it becomes a throwaway season, you might as well see what you got with the kid. Uh, very similar to what the Broncos in the AFC West – did last year with Joey Flacco and Drew Locke. So for me, I can't be anything but down on this offense. But what about you, G? Uh, in, in regards to the offense as a whole, sorry. Yeah, are you, are, you, are you up, down, or neutral on the offense as a whole? Uh, mate, I am a neutral. If, if maybe slipping towards the, the negative on, on this offense as a whole. Mate, the only... But there's actually not a player on this roster that I'd be out looking for to, to trade for at the moment. If anybody, probably Mike Williams, only based on what he could be and his age still. And Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly would be the other one I would be looking for. Jo- and Josh Kelly, but I'm hoping I can pick him up. You know, maybe someone, you know, I might. I'd be happy to take him around earlier than most people um, would be looking at him, mate, to be honest. But I'm a little bit like that with running backs just because, you know, the, the scarcity of the position. All right. Well, let's get to the bell of this ball. Let's get to the Tampa Bay. The, Here we go. The, uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, they finished tied for third last year in points per game with 28.6. They tied with the Saints. This team's over and under number per the Action Network is 10. Again, another number that I, I think I would bet that under. I think if they got to 10, that would be the most. I don't think they're going to win 11-plus when they've got to face Drew Brees twice. they got to face the, the Falcons twice, uh, as well as you know some, some other really good teams. I know they play Green Bay mixed in there. Um, this is a team that is returning the 26th most offensive snaps from last year, 70.9% of their 2019 offensive snaps are back. Now, this team was fourth in total plays last year with 1,086 and third in total yards with 6,366. They were fourth in pass attempts with 632, and they were first in team passing yards with 4,845. Again, you got to factor out the sacks. I know Jameis threw for 5,000. Uh, from a rushing standpoint, not it's not quite as bad as you think unless you're a Ronald Jones fan um, or maybe a, a Peyton Barber fan. But this team had the 14th most rush attempts last year with 409 but they were 24th in rushing yards. So so above average in attempts, well below average in rushing yards with 1,521. Who is new? Man, it's Tom Brady. You know, 
Just a guy who's won a few Super Bowls here or there. And he brought his homie. He brought Gronk with him. And rookie Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, who's gone. Uh, obviously, Jameis is gone. Peyton Barber is gone. And Brashad Perriman is gone. Gee, where are you at in Dynasty? Maybe not for redraft, but for Dynasty with Tom Brady. Wait, did you, do you put me on mute when you're talking? Uh, you, are, you, are you a bit like my wife, mate? And you're very good at blocking me out. I'm like just, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna lean that I'm more <laughs> like Mrs. G. I just, I just, I just get into like a trance of numbers and I run, I just, like, like, like Sea Biscuit, man. I'm like Sea Biscuit, like run, Sea Biscuit, run. But yeah, um, what you got on Tom and what I miss, mate? Look, so what I did this, this was a really fascinating uh, team to look at. I, I'm actually glad I got this because I thought, well, based on Brady's age. And I'm thinking, mate, that, that, that arm can't keep doing what that arm keeps doing. Um, mate, I'm, I'm 51 years old. And I, mate, I've been pounding this body since I was 18 years old. Mate, and I can't, okay, he's got a few years on me, obviously. Um, but he's probably taken a more of a pounding than I have. So I start to look up, okay, let's have a look at Bruce Arians and how many times as an offensive coordinator or as a head coach that he has, um, had past plays. And I think, mate, if, he, if these numbers start like really clocking up there, as compared to what Brady has ever done, we, we might we might find that the upside that everybody thinks Brady's going to have isn't there. But to be honest, mate, I couldn't. It was really it was really disappointing. I, I was really hoping that you know that um, that the numbers were like you know maybe ninety, you know, maybe a hundred difference in, in, in the best that Brady's ever done compared to what Bruce Arians has ever has put into his uh, into his offense. But um, I think the highest they've had un, under uh, Arians was in 2016 when he was at the Cards. They threw 646 times. Um, and then last year was 630. But, mate, there, there's years that Brady's thrown over 600. So, you know, it, it all comes down to the age. With with Brady, uh, new team. Um, we know that he has been flaunting all the COVID laws over there, mate, and been getting together with his wide receivers. But mate, get us over. You do what you have to do to win, uh, and that's the type of guy he is. Uh, so then I thought, well, how can he sustain the receivers that he's got now? How many guys have ever? How many guys like pairs have ever had two a uh, thousand yard seasons with him? And I think it's happened four times. And I think twice of it, twice were Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Um, so he's he's able to supply two guys, not so much in the last few years, but I think the 2019 last year he had Edelman. Now this is where it's good for we'll, we'll talk about Goldwyn, but this is where it's good. Edelman last year had a uh, 1117 yards and six TDs. Now the second guy, now this. When we're going to talk about running backs, this is where the James James White had 645 passing receiving yards and five TDs. Now Brady can consistently over the years he can he can supply two guys, um, and like I said, four times he's done it for two guys over a thousand. So, but he's got the weapons. He's he's seriously got the weapons, and we'll get into it. So, am I buying Dynasty? What no. Hell no. No. I, mate, I, redraft? Sure. Dynasty, mate, what? Two years. Yeah, he, I, might, he might be fried at the end of this year. 
I, I here's the thing. My my man's got a two year contract. Every penny of the fifty million dollars is guaranteed. He ain't going anywhere unless he just wants to retire. And you talked about the the number of targets. So I'll go back to twenty eleven. He had six hundred and eleven, six thirty seven, six twenty eight, five eighty two, six twenty four. In the suspension season of twenty sixteen, he only had four thirty two, but he did miss a fourth of the season. Twenty seventeen, yep. five eighty one. 2018-570, last year 613. I mean, I, I get that that we're a couple of older fellas, but dude, we don't sleep in kale. We don't sleep in kale pajamas. We don't eat. No, we, don't. we don't eat avocado ice cream. This guy is yeah. is, is a rare breed. He's a he different is. guy. And you know what? You know where senior citizens go to retire in the states? It's Florida. So the weather will be warmer. He'll play more games wow. in, in better conditions. And and here's the thing. So here's an interesting stat under Bruce Arians. So his his quarterbacks in their first year under his oh. tu- under his tutelage. <laughs> I'm going to bring you top. <laughs> well, 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 well yep. they, they averaged 27 passing TDs. You know that includes Big Ben, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, and Jameis Winston. The average is 27. The high was 32 with Big Ben. The low was 23 with Andrew Luck. Um, yep. But but what else comes with it is the interceptions. Yes. Uh, four four of the five guys, with the exception of Big Ben. Everyone else set a career high in interceptions yeah. under uh, under Bruce Arians. I still I still love it for, for Tom Brady. If you're a legitimate contender in a super flex league, then I have no problem with, with you having Tom Brady as your QB two or three. Um, Mate, Brady's not going to do that, though, is he? He's not going to throw those interceptions. That's just that's, – he's not going to do it. I, 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 will, I would say he's this. He's been around too long. If if I had to bet that number, the average number of interceptions in in the first year with a quarterback with Bruce Arians, the average number of interceptions is 22, and the average number of touchdowns is 27. Uh, if I had to bet the over on one and the under on the other, I'm easily betting over 27 yeah. touchdowns and under 22 interceptions. Yeah. It, it, Maurice Jones drew the other day thought he thinks he could throw 45 or 50. He even you know the, could, the, the, could you put another hundred hundred down for that? me as well, well we're going to get on the uh, the international wiring of money as soon as this podcast is over <laughs> let, let, let's go to the running back room I, like i said i don't mind uh, brady on, on a contender let's talk Keyshawn vaughn and ronald jones as well as yep. darway agumba wale take me around this yeah. running back room Do you G. have to yep but I, I take it from your intro that you're not a big fan of ronald jones is that correct you are correct sir no, Nick Whalen, good friend of yeah, both of ours, going to be disappointed. What's, sorry, what was that? Uh, Nick Whalen of the <laughs> Dynasty Nerds, big fan of Mr. Yep. Ronald Jones. I can't do it, buddy. Mate, I'm a fan of Ronald Jones. Me, me and Nick, mate, we're, we're, in the, we're in the same pump house together. Mate, look, you look, mate, 172 carries last year, 424 yards, six TDs. That's 4.2 a clip. Mate, 40 targets. So he can catch the ball out of the backfield. 309 yards. So he's gone over a thousand, oh, just over a thousand all purpose yards and six TDs. And everybody said he was rubbish. I, I don't, I don't, I don't exactly understand. Okay. He, his pass blocking ain't great. Really? Okay. Now he's put on a bit of size and everybody says, oh, yeah, I don't like putting on size. But man, the guy's 22 years old. He's still freaking growing. What's wrong with putting on size? I don't, I don't understand that. Well, my, like, mate, you keep growing till you're like, what is it, 27 years old? Well, my, my issue is that he came into the league at five foot eleven and 208 pounds, and he was considered a slasher 
a Jamal Charles type running back. Yeah. And, and now he's 5'11", 225. And you know as well as I do from the gym, how, how is that 17, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, how is that 17 pounds of muscle from his rookie year till now going to impact no, him? It, 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 go, it, go I don't have to be 17 pounds of muscle. That, that's a lot of muscle. Yeah, and, and this is a guy who was known to be a big fan of weed and cheeseburgers when he was at U, <laughs> USC. So I, I don't yeah, know. Then we just worked it out. It's not all muscle. The term dirty bulk comes to mind. But, but here's the biggest thing that, that makes me out on Ronald Jones, and it's this quote right here from December of last year. So just eight months ago, Bruce Arian said, I want Ronald to run the football, and I quote, you can't run the football if you can't protect the quarterback. He's only yeah. going to get 43-year-old Tom Brady in his kale pajamas and avocado mm-hmm. ice cream. He's only going to get him smoked one time, and he's going to get benched again. And they didn't draft Keyshawn Vaughn in the third round and already say that Darway Agumbawale is the passing down back. And here's something I find fascinating. I do. Oh, I, I, I don't, don't give me a book. People putting stuff on this as a, a, a Darway, mate. This is him at training. Mate, everybody should look spectacular running between freaking cones and around, um, you know, fixed objects. Please. I, 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 I get sick of seeing this stuff on, 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 on Twitter. I'm with you, but I, I saw what I saw what Tom Brady did with James White for years in New England, and if Darway's the the passing down back, you know, if I would have told you three years ago that James White would have been the running back you wanted in New England in 2019, 2018, and 2017, you would have thought I was high or full of shit. And sometimes I could be both, but in that yeah. case, I wouldn't have been. And, yeah, I, yeah. and and if I told you a year from now that you want, you know, that you look back and say, hey, man. Darway Agumbawale was the guy that I wanted. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be stunned mm-hmm. at all. So, um, for me, give me the cheapest option, and I'll take Darway, but I'll also take Keyshawn Vaughn, most comparable on-player profiler to Dalvin Cook. And th- the weird thing about Keyshawn Vaughn is he's not quite as good a runner as Ronald Jones, and he's not quite as good of a pass catcher as Darway, but he doesn't tip the hand of the offense of what's going on. Hey, Ronald Jones is back there. Might be a run play. Oh, hey, or if it's a run play, if it's not a run play, it's probably not going to be a pass to the running back. Oh, you know, Agumboale is in there. You got to make sure we're watching the, the running back in the screen game. With Keyshawn Vaughn, you don't really know. So, um, I, for me, I would rank these guys based on ADP. I'd rather have the cheapest yeah. guy in Agumboale first, then Vaughn than Ronald Jones. I, I want no Ronald Jones. Are, are we in agreement? Are, are you mad at me because no. I don't like Ronald Jones? No, no, mate. No, I'm not mad at you, mate. I think you probably have been smoking, you know, but that's okay. That, that's not legal but, legal in the state of India. And, and never, that's not and, legal where you are. And never been my thing. I, I'll tell you no, one. I, I, think, I think people should go, just people should really go back and have a look. Well, I, I don't know if everybody goes back and watches the games. Uh, before they make comment on Ronald Jones. But you go have a look at Ronald Jones in, in the second half last season when he started to get going. Mate, he, he was he was some trucking some people. Um he, he ran a lot harder. He knows he knows that his ass is on the line. I think he knows his ass is on the line more than ever going into this season. I think that showed a little bit in the second half of last season. Um and as far as Keyshawn Vaughan goes, mate, he's uh, I, I really like him, and I, 
I after speaking to Nick Whalen when we had him on the pod talking about running backs, I went back and had another look, and he and he, and he did move up uh, my, my draft or a little bit. Um, and I look, I can't. How, how do we comment about a good? What's his last name? How do you pronounce his last name? Agumbawale. Agumbawale, mate. How many times did he carry the ball? I, Mate, he's, he's, he's carried the ball like 10 times for like 11 yards or something. Uh, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take the passing down work every time. Sorry? I said I will take the passing down work every single time. Okay, yeah. Look, he, uh, I just, mate, if he's just there for the it, – it's one of those giveaways, isn't it? Like if he's coming on to be the passing down back, well, mate, judging on, on the 10 carries, 11 carries he got for like – 11 yards last year it's a bit of a wise on the field I think you'll see Keyshawn Vaughan on the field for um, more than you will of Agumbalawa even as a rookie No, we're, we're in agreement there let's get to these stud wide receivers um, we'll, oh, uh, I mean Mike Evans we, we, we talked a little bit earlier about Ke- uh, Keenan Allen and there might be some Keenan Allen fatigue out there in the dynasty market I think that's very much the same with Mike Evans you know, I mean, all the guy's done is play 91 of a career possible, 96 games. And one of those games he missed due to suspension for a fight he got into with Marshawn Lattimore of the Saints. And all this guy's done in his career, I and mean, these are just season averages because, you know, not every game's been 16 season. But on average, he's had 77 catches for 1,210 yards and eight TDs. Dude, yeah. that, that, that's money. And, you know, I, I, and, and now you can argue – He's got the best quarterback of his career. So are you a Mike Evans guy or are you a Godwin oh, guy? Yeah. Oh no, mate. I, I love Mike Evans. Mate, I've I've tried to when he when he came out, mate, I I try to get him everywhere. I still try and get him now. Um no. Uh but how do you not love a guy that every year goes over a thousand yards? You know, in in the last I think maybe the last three or so years he's become he's become like the uh Julio Jones. Like you get you get in the yardage, but the touchdowns just aren't there. Um, hopefully they go up this year. But mate, the dude, the dude's a monster, you know. The dude's a monster, and he's now he's, yeah, like you said, he's got he's got the best quarterback throwing the ball. Someone who can actually put it exactly where it's meant to be. Like there was a bit of the old the old James is a throw it up quarterback, which is great for someone who's a wide receiver like. Uh, like Mike Evans, because that's what you want. Just throw the ball to me. But now he's going to get the ball thrown to him perfectly where he wants it. Yeah, I mean, and he's always been a bit of a catch-and-fall-down guy, but I, I really like uh, him getting the best QB of his season, really coming in to the peak and, and what really should continue to be a, a pass-first offense. What about Godwin? He was the bell of the ball oh. last year. He broke out all over the place. And What do you have yeah. on Godwin? I mean, and, and on Evans, I mean – He's going as basically a wide receiver too, a high end. He's like in the mid-teens in the ADP that I've seen. Um, he's he's been leapfrogged by some sexier names, but he's still a a, a firm hold or buy for me. Uh, but what about Godwin? Yeah. Because he's got all the steam on his name. So, mate, I didn't. I to be honest, I didn't realize until I did some research, which is un, you know, not not something I usually do for a podcast, especially my own. Um, the other guys, but I didn't realize his yardage last year, mate, 1,333 yards. 
121 targets, nine TDs. Mate, that the yardage surprised me. Like I thought, holy shit! And mate, now now we get someone. And if you go go back, I, I did have those numbers here. We you have a look in in the past few years what um the receivers that Brady has played with. Mate, every year nearly in the past four years, Edelman has been one of his top two receivers. Two, oh, actually four. 2019, 2018, 2016, and 2015. He's been one of the top two guys on Brady's offense. And Chris Godwin um, is more dynamic, obviously, after the catch. Um he 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 could just I don't I don't know how he can if he can feast any more than thirteen hundred and thirty three yards and nine TDs. That, that I, I think that might come down a little bit, uh, mate. You, you, you're not going to go out and get him, uh, Memphis, because I, I think he's asking price is going to be too high. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, he's, but he's a... averaging ninety five point two yards a game last year. He only played. He did that all those yards only on fourteen games. And my God, what if he? <laughs> he averaged fifteen point one yards a catch in his hundred and seventy nine career uh, catches. So it's not like he's he's doing it all with dink and dunks. I mean, this guy can stretch the field. But I agree. Yeah. If I had to have but one, he catches seventy one percent of his balls too. Seventy one percent. I I love the, the 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 catch percentage. But if I had to have one of these guys at their current ADP, I would rather have Evans. I, I, not that I think that he's oh. better. I'm not going to get in that argument because there's a case to be made for both. And I get that Godwin is younger, but I, I got, I got Mike Evans. Mike Evans has got the contract. He's got the, the track record of, you know, solid producing. He doesn't miss a whole lot of games. He misses an average of less than one a season on average in his career. So for me, uh, I am a, uh, I'm a firm Evans guy. And if you have Godwin, I'm not telling you to sell. I'm not telling you to give him away or throw him in the trash can. Obviously, that would be that would be silly. But I'm just saying that at cost. you want to win your league. <laughs> I, yeah. I would just say, no, I, I did draft him in, in the, uh, the Rock Illusion IDP league we're in together. So, obviously, yep. I like him. But I'm just saying at, at his cost, I, I would rather have Evans because he's just cheaper. And I think I can get similar production. So if I can get similar production cheaper, I always want similar production cheaper. All right, let's end this show with a big time. Let's end it with Gronk. Hey, mate, just, 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 sorry, just before we move on, can I, just speaking about the Edelman and, and the Goldwyn comparison, um, it's it, only comparison in the amount of targets. There ain't no way that there's another wide receiver in this league that is anything like Julian Edelman. Mate, that, that dude, mate, a dump truck can't hold that dude's balls. I, I just want to give him some kudos, mate, because what he is asked to do, and I don't think Godwin can do what Edelman do, uh, does if that's what Brady wants him to do. I don't think he's that type of player because Edelman is just, there's him, Wes Welker, maybe Amendola gets a little bit, but there's very few guys that do that job for Tom Brady. And it's going to come down to who they have chemistry with coming out of this weird COVID yep. offseason. Now, I know that <laughs> – and the weird thing about Godwin is it's been said that he'll line up more outside than he has uh, in the past. Yep. But I, I don't know. This is so one who, of those – Who takes the slot then? 
you know, I don't know. I, I, I've heard a lot more. Yeah, I've heard no one else on here. Well, well, but I've heard a lot oh. more twelve personnel with two tight ends, which yep. is why they, which yep. is why they, they've, they've kept OJ Howard to date. They still have Cameron yep. Bray, and they brought Gronk in. So it feels like yes. to me they're going to run the two wide receivers, and that guys like uh, Justin Watson and Stevie Miller and those other Paula Johnson. Yeah. The, the, those the guys. Are, he, yeah. he's, he's I, I think both those guys yeah. need, would need an injury to have any fantasy relevance this year. Yep. All right, the big guy, Gronk, and yep. then the other two tight ends. Mate, ha, ha. Gronk's last season wasn't his greatest season, and he, mate, he did most discussed this with a with a, a Patriots fan here. He just he looked as though he made his body's just. I've had enough. You know, and it doesn't take long for your mind. If if your body's just starting sore, then your mind starts to go, yeah, maybe I can't do this, and then you're all shot to hell. Um, you know, he's had the he's had the season out. Is that going to help him with all his aches and pains? I don't know, mate. I, I I don't know if it does. You know, twelve months off can make you feel good, but once you start getting back into the grind, um, you know, it was only what three seasons three seasons ago that he 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 went off. You know. In, um, 2017, he, had, he only played 14 games, had a thousand yards and eight TDs. But it, the tight, the tight end um, room here is just, it's it's a it's a strange one because I, to be honest, I'm I'm looking at tight ends on other teams than than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I I just don't know who to take in this class. OJ Held is a specimen of an individual, but he's never done it. He never did it in college. You know, they they didn't use him in college. They haven't used him in the NFL. I don't know if he has a learning difficulty. I, you know, as in, does he not understand everything he's meant to be doing? I don't know. Um, we know Cameron Bray. Cameron Bray is an NFL tight end, but he's, he's just a tight end. And Gronk, I have no idea what Gronk's going to be this year, mate. So if if there's other tight ends on, you know, one guy on a team and he might not he might not be a Gronk, I, I'd rather take that knowing there's only one guy on this team that's going to be used as a tight end. Yeah, I mean, for redraft, if you want to take Gronk, sure, why not? Especially right. the tight end premium, yeah. but from a dynasty, I have no idea no. what this tight end room is going to look None like in, guys, in, in 12 months. So, listen, man, I appreciate you jumping on here with me. Um, we'll be on the lookout for more Aussie guys. But what else is going on, man? Are, are you just uh, staying busy with work? I know it's winter time down under. Yeah, hey, mate, it sucks too. Winter. Um, yeah, mate, just just really busy, and it it it's uh the, the not that it's winter, but usually yeah, uh, I I had an overseas trip planned this year, so that sort of that's gone out the window. Let's face it, man, that's what we work for. I, I don't work to to accumulate material things. I work so I can go and see. A bit like you, mate. We like to travel. We like to see the world. Um, and everything that's going on now sort of sucks. So no, all I seem to be doing at the moment is working for uh, uh, with nothing in the uh, in the near future at, at this stage, which is which is pretty crap. Yeah, there's not much traveling going on here in the states, but no. man, I, uh, I I really appreciate you jumping on with me. I know it's the middle of the work day there for you. Luckily. You uh you work uh for a pretty good guy. I, I like your boss a lot. He's he's good people. But man, I just want to thank you for jumping on. And uh, man, we'll get you back on here again as the regular season creeps up. We'll have to have you on the Devi show with Jerry and the boys. And uh, oh, it's great. 
Yeah, and then uh, we'll, we'll, when we get that that money wired over to me, then uh, we'll, we'll we'll get you over on the, the 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 betting podcast with me and Sal and the gang. But listen, on behalf of G, I am Memphis, and here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for tuning in.